Hello, I'm Michael Redden, and welcome to another episode of the Family Prosperity Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the one thing that every family has in common, whether it's a family that's successful through the generations or a family that's not. Every family has this in common, and we're going to talk about what you can do about it. You know, there really is only one thing that happens to all kinds of people. It happens to every business. It happens to every family. Heck, it even happens to my car, and that's life. Things happen, right? And these things can be good, and these things can be bad. Sometimes they're not good, and they're not bad. They're just things that happen, and you've got to deal with it, right? And there are all kinds of thought leaders out there and all kinds of people that produce all kinds of content, and they really talk about handling all that good stuff, right? How to get to that part, you know? Uh, some good examples being things like scaling your business, investing. Uh, there's a lot of people that are they're marriage coaches, they're life coaches, and it really focuses on just the good parts. But, you know, you've got to plan for everything, and really the biggest things you've got to look for is what's unexpected, Right? And that's really the heart of family governance. You know, we talk quite a bit about what's possible, and we talk about how you can uh, bring your family together, bring it to life, make it like it's a really living, breathing person, give it values. And we talk about the decisions you can make and how you can keep everyone together. But what's really the heart of this is adaptability. Each family is unique. And really, each generation in each family also has some uniqueness about it. So you can definitely set yourself up for success, you know, by having those asset protection features in place, that structure that you're going to pass everything down with, get your family governance in order so you have your values, and everyone knows how to talk to each other. You've made those baseline decisions. You know, those, those policies are about making that baseline decision so we all have the same rules and things to kind of progress on. And this is really what you need in place, that minimum, so you can take care of each other, right? So you can take care of each other financially. You're going to take care of the business, and even if the family no longer has a business or isn't actively running the business, it's going to take care of the money so everyone has that financial support when they need it throughout the generations. You're also going to provide that other support, right? You're going to help provide support with education. You might help provide support with uh, marriage counseling. You may help provide support with just health things or just a family coming together and combining resources to get the best medical that's out there or to just stay together as a family and take trips and those kinds of things, right? And what you really got to look at with this is once you set it up, it is not really a static thing. It's not a set it and forget it. You're not going to meet together with your family over two or three months, do a whole lot of work, really get into it, come up with these policies and things you're going to agree upon, and then never touch it again. You're not just going to go meet once a year and never talk about it and look it up again. You really need to look at how this is going to operate, and you really need to use it to function as a family, right? Your business doesn't just have one meeting a year. I mean, your executives and management team probably meet weekly, and while you may not be able to do that with your family, and for some families, it may not be desired, you're still going to have to meet together and do these kinds of things, right? Every family's unique. Every family's different. 
That's why these things aren't cookie cutter, and that's also why you have to be able to adapt, okay? You need to be able to adapt to all different kinds of things. You need to be able to adapt to the market, okay? There could be, if your family doesn't have a business and you're just running your finances through trusts and things like that, well, you have to adapt to the market if there's a big market crash in the stock market. But we're talking about also the market in general, all right? We're talking about the greater market out there. Even if you've got that business, you know, there are going to be market pressures. You're going to need to innovate, you know. At each generation, you're going to have to innovate, adapting to the market, whether it's to social media or different spending patterns, different needs, different wants. If you happen to own a taxi service or something like that or a trucking company, you might have to be ready to adapt to driverless vehicles and things like that, right? And I really want you to think about this, okay? This rate of adaptability what's required of you to maintain your business's competitive edge and to stay there, that has been accelerating over the last 50 years, right? I mean, you could probably say from 1930 to about 1950, there, there was probably this fairly constant rate. Then once we start getting to like the 70s and the 80s and we're reinventing ourselves and the information age has come about, you've had to adapt multiple times, you know? You had to have those leaders in your company that could adapt to three or four or five drastic business model changes potentially. And the amount of flexibility needed for your family is probably the same kind of way. Look back at family dynamics, okay? Whether it's the divorce rate you're looking at, whether it's not traditional families and homes, even the trend of having children later in life for educated folks. That has a trend that's really changed family dynamics. It's changed when the childbearing and childrearing years are, and it's presented unique challenges for both corporate America and for families. And what about uh, other types of social change in family dynamics, right? We've got a lot more stepchildren that are coming in. There's a lot more adoption. So it's not just family dynamics and market and money things. A lot of things have changed, and we've had to innovate as a society. We've had to innovate as business, and your family may have to do some innovations and some adaptations too. And a lot of these things come down to planning, okay? One of the things that really get us the most, even though you know they're more rapid than the past, some of these changes and these dynamics and things, they're slower than you think. Um... But these other things like that, they can become quick. They can become emergencies and things like that. What about a uh, health uh, problem in the family? What if someone needs to uh, have support from the family because of a heart attack or something? How that might affect the business? What if they were providing an important role in the family? What if um, a certain segment of the business that everyone was, was planning for um, just ended? What if a key employee left? What if? You're going to have to sometimes adapt and do these kinds of things and deal with it. And you know you're not going to always be able to predict it what happens, but it's certainly better if you have some kind of plan to begin with. So this is really that extra part we've kind of talked about. If you've seen our or you've listened to our podcast on the four things that everyone who has that dynastic wealth has, you know, they've got that asset protection piece with some family governance so how the family is going to deal with each other and they can function in that way they got advisors to help them make decisions and they've got this maintenance and plannings piece right and that really is about planning for those things that might happen that might 
really challenge the family and challenge their beliefs. It might challenge their resources and it might really make them come together so they can protect what they have because once you've built this up, you have to keep it there going from generation to generation because if one generation does this and just stops using it in the next generation, then you're right back where you started, right? This is if you never did anything. And there's all different kinds of planning, right? You can have the strategic planning, and that's that long-term stuff about maybe we're going to go require different businesses. Maybe we know that, you know, so far this next generation coming up, the ones that are kids, there are 10 or 12 of them, and we want to be able to provide for their education we want to foster them we want to make sure that they get a chance to come and at least see what's going on in the business even if they're not going to work in the business so those things can kind of go those are those strategic plans that keep the family together and you're going to think about actual steps you might take right maybe you're going to set up those tours maybe you're going to put money beside as a college fund or something for these kinds of kids maybe you're going to want to um give them entrepreneurship or give them other kind of enrichment things or support them in their in their athletics and things like that as a greater family because you've pulled these resources. Maybe you want to help them be involved in the community if the family's involved in charitable events and things. You organize this and you think about actual steps that are going to happen there, right? And there's also uh, more tactical things that come about with this, right? Those are that 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 shorter term bits of it, right? You think in that long-term thing about, you know, in 10, 12, 15 years, you might need to have that college piece, right? But then there's also your, your five-year plans and your one-year plans, right? You've planned about things like, and if, say, in the next year, I want to raise sales by 10% or anything like that, or if I want to, within the next 10 years, do something, we make those same steps. So if in the next year we want to raise that uh, sales by 10%, we know we have to have so many meetings, we have to have a marketing plan, we review that each quarter. You see how this is a logical thing that you're already doing in life? But there's some parts about this that's very important that we don't actually take seriously. And we really should. And so I want you to think back to something that's happened to most of us, especially if you've worked in an office building or anything like that. And that's a fire drill, right? You know, when you're sitting there and say uh, you didn't know what's happening and that fire drill goes off and you hear that, what do you feel like, right? You don't, first thing you don't think is, hey, what do I need to do or how do I get out or things like that. You feel a little bit annoyed at first. You think to yourself, man, this is, this is really going to put me back. Uh, I don't have time for this right now. And you maybe gather your stuff and start to head out. But I can tell you, there's even some managers and things out there that, they just kind of sit in their office and hide. They don't actually get out and go do it. And then everyone comes out of the building. They have the little timepiece there. There's a lot of times, you know, the fire department's not really there. So you, you could kind of hide and get away with it and not do anything. And I bet everyone here knows there's someone who's done that, right? Or it gets even more avoidy, right? Some folks who are higher up in management... They know when this is going to happen, and there's always that one or two people in the office who know when the fire alarm's going to go off, and they know when that fire drill's going to happen, and what do they do? Oh, they're going to take PTO that day, or they're going to make sure that there's something they have to do off-site so they can still go about their day productive and not really deal with it. And we approach a lot of our emergency planning this way. Sometimes we approach our health planning this way. And that's really where we get into these sticky situations, you know. And let me tell you, 
it's not just about, you know, the bad stuff, right? Sometimes this stuff happens when everything's going just great. You think about this as just negative kinds of things. And let me tell you, I used to be in the military and we ran drills for everything, right? We had these preparedness things. And let me tell you, we would have exercises. And if you don't know much about the military, an exercise is basically a war game, right? It's like, we want to know how you're going to perform, okay? You've been training. Now we're going to simulate this. Think about it as the big fire drill, right? No one likes to look forward to it. Instead of interrupting your day, interrupt your whole week, you may be wearing a gas mask, but there are things you have to do, and you sit there and you go through and you think, what do I need to do? And you do it, right? And sometimes even when you're doing well, you're not. Because one of the things that we didn't like the most was if you did really good, if you did just this, this this awesome job, you were you were hot, you were sizzling, you were on there. They would walk by and they would say, "Boom, you're dead." Now, if you think about that in exercise or something, you think if the guys were not taking it seriously or screwing up, they would come by as a punishment and say, "Boom, you're dead." Everybody else has to get on without you. Go see somebody and get your butt chewed. But the same thing would happen to you if you were doing really good, really great. They would go, "You know what?" I wonder if what would happen if something happened to you. I mean, is, is, is this entire unit, is this entire war effort depending on just this one person who's great? That's kind of like your businesses and your family too, right? There's this one person who's really running that show. There's one person who just holds everybody up and keeps everything together, um, whether that's in the business or with the families and the reunions and things. What happens to us if that person is gone? So you see, this kind of planning and things, it's not just about, you know, finding that underperformer, that obvious thing that's there and seeing where it's going to hurt you, right? Sometimes it's also about seeing how easy it is for you to adapt, you know, how, how redundant are those things. If, if uh, the founder goes down, how's the business going to handle it? If that key employee walks out. What are you going to do if that person who kept the family together and that everyone loves so much has a health problem? What if the uh, there's a divorce with one of the very really popular couples and those things kind of come out? What if someone needs a little bit of help in, in the mental health area or something like that? Have you thought through the exact things you're going to do? I know everybody said, you know, we'll pull together, we'll take care of people, this is what we're going to do. But have you thought about the steps down to... Basically, even a checklist. Because think about what that would happen in your business. Just like in that war game. Okay, that really great performer that was holding everything up. Boom, they're dead. You pick up their stuff and you carry on. And inside their materials on how to do their job, inside their manuals that everything was at, there's that step-by-step -step checklist. We even had pictures on how to use software that we didn't know how to use, that other people didn't know how to use. It wasn't as good as it was before. It was definitely not as good as a high performer, but you know what? People survived. We got through it. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily compare this to war and things itself, but it provides that really good lesson there, right? If something happened in your business, something happened in your family, could you guys pick up and move on and adapt and take care of that person and the family itself? Is it a personal responsibility that someone's taking personal accountability for, for everyone in the family to keep these things going? What are you going to do? Because while there are going to be times where just like in war, someone's real life's on the line if, if, if it's, you know, a, an addiction issue or a health issue, 
It also could be your family's life on the line if your family falls apart because no one can keep them together or if the business goes completely under and everyone loses the wealth that was fueling your legacy and fueling what you were wanting to do as a group and as a family. You need to be able to adapt and move on to those kinds of things, you know? And that's really what this is right. What this is about. It there's there's the dangers that you don't want to deal with and the dangers that you just said I know we'll pull together as a family, but you haven't really thought through. We think through those strategic plans, we think through acquiring new businesses, we think through who's gonna come into the company, we think through when we're gonna retire. But, you know, sometimes life doesn't let us operate on its timeline. And do we have a method that won't be perfect about how we're going to get through that and get by? I mean, are we going to be proactive or are we going to be reactive? And this is the type of maintenance to these kinds of family structures and things that you need to happen because life is going to happen to people. And it's not always going to be roses, but it isn't always going to be bad stuff. But does each one of those things have a step-by-step, do you know what you're going to do? You know, when Mason and I are working with families, we often will go through these kinds of things. One of the first things we can do that really helps a lot of time is we usually will come across some folks who they want to do this kind of planning. And the most common scenario, it's not the most important, but it's the most common scenario is we'll have that founder, CEO, who doesn't really want to let things go, who says, you know, if I, I'm afraid to take a day off. I'm, af- I'm, I'm afraid to. And, you know, we'll come in and we'll work with the family. We'll see where business really is. And you know what happens most of the time? Not all the time. But most of the time, they're wrong. We know for a fact the business won't go under if they're gone, if they're missed for a day, if they're missed for a week. Now, a lot of these businesses aren't fully prepared for it. It won't go on as well as it would have if that person was there. But it's not going to be that catastrophe. And the only way it's going to get better is to start putting those redundancies in there and planning for that with the other folks. So what do we do? We'll sit down with them and we'll say, look, you're taking a day off. You're taking a week off. You're gone. You're leaving. Put it on the calendar right now. Whether you're prepared for it or not, it's going to happen. I promise you things will be okay. I promise you will be able to do it. Everyone underneath you is going to know that it's coming. You're going to turn off your cell phone. No one's going to call you. No one's going to interrupt you. They're just going to have to deal with it. Unless you're about to close the deal of the century, okay? Unless you're about to do something like that, you're not actually required to be there. Okay? There are some catastrophes where you might have to come back in and things like that, but what are the chances? we got plans for those too, but we have them leave. And then everyone else has known it's coming. They've thought about this. They've actually made these little manuals to know what to do. They've talked about it ahead of time. And you know what? We get by. We get through it. And then we'll start doing that with different key employees and things. So we'll see kind of what we can do. And then we move on from there and we start talking about the other kinds of scenarios that might come up. Whether it's a health scenario. Whether it's a market scenario. Whether someone just actually quits and it's not just they're not there for a day when something happens. And those are the kind of things you have to do. And we we, we really start this with each family and we start these things to go through. And I'm telling you, it's invaluable. Okay, It ain't got to be the perfect plan. But when something does happen, the last thing you want people to go is say, oh man, what do we do now? Where do I start? You should have thought through that a little bit. And maybe they ad-lib a little bit. But if you've talked through the different challenges and you've got this kind of laid out for them, there's not that 
pause of inaction. There's not that shock. That shock and that pause of inaction is where you lose money where the danger comes, right? And this is what helps you get through this because after you've dealt with the immediate issue, you can always go back and change some family governance things or things of that nature, and it kind of lets you know how well you are as a family. But, you know, so you need to do this planning piece, right? You need to be able to plan for that strategic stuff and plan for that stuff you're used to. And you've got to really plan for the unexpected, plan for life. Life's going to happen. And it's going to happen on that big macro thing that you can strategically plan for. And it's going to happen unexpected and be kind of like a crisis thing. And so once you've got this in place and you've got your advisors and you're making these decisions and things you think are really humming on normally, you really need to think about the common kinds of emergencies and things. And that's what we kind of go through. And it really helps you better. It brings family together because you start to learn talents that other people had that you never knew they had. Okay? You never thought of them in that way, but you know what? They, when, when, you, when you ran through a drill like that for the business, they really came through. They really knew what they were doing. You know what? And, and they got along, and they, they just did things you never thought they could do. They grow as a person that way, and it's really exciting. So um, I want you to kind of think about that, and uh, there's a pretty good chance in the near future, or at least pretty soon, we're going to do some podcasts that, that talk about you know, a scenario or two or, or, or talk about some things that we've seen in, in with our families and, and kind of uh, what you need to think about and how you need to go about it. We hope you've enjoyed the content from Family Prosperity Partners. And if you want to learn more and you want to be a part of a group of like-minded families who are pursuing excellence both in their business and their legacies and are really committed to that family governance and really committed to creating that lasting legacy to affect their communities and affect their families throughout all the generations, then you're want to going to join this community. And uh, we welcome you in advance to the Family Biz Group. And if you'd like to join, click on the link that's in the description down here here and we'll see you in there and hope to see you and join the conversation soon.